Um, hello guys, it's John about Nothing Podcast. Um, before I start introducing the goons and the squad and every other person that is around tonight, um, I don't know if you guys have heard like the On About Nothing Podcast and Fantasy Football Diary have come together to offer you guys a chance to win big. Like, imagine winning 50k, like 50,000 naira at the end of the season just because you have an FPL group. Rather than play FPL for free, you can end up winning 50,000 or 20,000 or 10,000, depending on where you finish in the rankings. For a major registration fee of 2,000, just 2,000 you register, you get to win. I know that me, I've registered already and I'm a part of the group. I'm a part of the league. But I know I cannot win. Because I'm, I'm, I'm as lazy as it gets when it comes to the FPL. But one way or the other, I'll still give it a shot. Um, I have bullish yet. Like, I have the prof with me tonight. Like, my brother is more consistent this week. I think I accepted his fifth guy, Barcelona, Barcelona. He cannot kill himself. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have a lovely time together. Um, ah, the North Carolina man himself. I don't know whether he's fired be like staying in North Carolina or, or, wherever, he, or wherever he is in North Carolina. But he's here too. He's a busy man, like his ladies. How, man, Akin, how are your ladies? How have your ladies been coping with Lagos? Like, don't they miss you? Do they call you? <laughs> Wally, Wally, let's let's not let's not attract Atlantic calls. <laughs> because as as we were as we, I mean when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. my girlfriend just messaged me that I should even listen to one of your this podcast episode one of these days. Edjo, Lojeri no listen to my Edjo. But I just, you just said you just wait, said wait, wait. Is friend. he one of your Lagos girlfriends or one of your US uh, girlfriends? Let us know. <laughs> one of us. Is he your one of your Lagos girlfriends or one of your US girlfriends? Ah, you got me. Love is right. What are you talking? I mean, guys. Well, like I said, I'm happy to be here, guys. It's see, see, see. I know, I know. Polish is talking about rice and everything, but let's put it the way a friend of mine put it. The fact that you want to eat rice, Akin, or you want to eat tamala, doesn't mean you're supposed to cook Indomie. You might have a girlfriend that you want to marry in Nigeria, but that doesn't mean that you should not have Indomie or Chaplin run Indomie. Wale, Wale, she will listen to this podcast. She will listen to this episode, Wale. All right. All right, no problem. No problem. No problem. Um, Kule is here as well. Kule, welcome to tonight's episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. I want to EM. Before coming on yesterday, I saw the... Uh, Puma kids, uh, the kids that Puma released, and I was like, ah, which which intern did they hire to do this thing? Oh, the club. It's not that they hired an intern, like, the, the, the intern forgot a deadline, and they just, they just sent him a CC to a CC to all the clubs. I'm very sure that's what happened. <laughs> I saw the kid and I was wondering what was see Puma went from oh the dresses are always too tight, blah blah blah, and everything. And it just went to that. And I'm wondering, is it that they bought the shirt somewhere in Alaba or what? Like maybe they just bought the shirt and like just print something on it. Let's just run it. We'll run now. Because I can't, I can't really explain the design behind it. And 
bullish. What really amazes me, I know you've been talking about the PSG Jordan stuff online about how good PSG and the Jordan brand have worked together to create good stuff. I don't know if you guys like see um fans design of club jerseys. Like every year you see fans come up with designs for their teams. Come up with designs for their teams. I've seen some amazing uh concepts from my fans for their clubs. And those clubs never use it. Like they just come up with ah, just come up with one bad jersey again. I'm wondering is it that you can't talk to these fans and say, okay, submit, then we'll take the best one or something? I, I don't get it. I think it's just, it's just, it's part of the same reason why sometimes you even give them advice from other things and they it. It's just being stuck in their way. And it's a, it's, a case, it's a case of not being open enough to ideas or not being open enough to how they do things. Because I think what Jordan Brand has done from, that's, this is from watching some documentaries even about the shoes is that what the Jordan brand does is that they don't cage the designers. Like, they don't say, this is what you must do, this is how you must do, stuff like that. They allow free expression. They allow people to be able to express in their designs. For example, the guy that designed, uh, is it the fear of God, Lorenzo? The guy was yes. talking about how, when he got to uh, work, work with a uh, uh, Jordan brand, he was, he was communicating some things to them. He was expecting some pushback. But when they saw that, he knew what he was talking about. He said, okay, like you understand what you are doing. They are take free rings. And from there, now he has his own like complete line of his own like, chain of thoughts, you know, people yeah. working to produce what he's thinking about, stuff like that. So, and you can see it, it's evident since Jordan took over that uh, PSD, um, you know, brand, you could see the quality in terms of design. You know, you could see that, okay, there's some freshness in their thoughts. So I think it's just, I think over time, to catch up, you get to a point where, you know, fans complain, we actually get to people to get to, and then you see it. Yeah, I know I had to deviate from today's topic regarding that design, but I was going to put it up. I first we needed to mention it. Um, I, I'm going to stick with Bullish on this one because he, he seems to be an expert in this field. Um, ah, I was talking to a friend. No, I was talking to a friend that is into FinTech. And I was like, because I've always, I've always had the idea of, you know what? FinTech is too many companies that use FinTech. Like, we have too many FinTech apps. We have Kuda, we have this, we have that, we have everything. Like, I felt like it was too much. And in the back of his mind, what he was trying to tell me was, you know what? <laughs> we don't have enough. Like, we can have 20 more. With the ones that we have already, we can have 20 more FinTechs. And it still might still not be enough for Nigerians in the sense that they get so many loopholes. Like, our banks are very lazy. They don't want to do anything like banks just mm, collect money for a lot, collect money for this, collect money for that, blah blah blah. They've not found ways to improve customer relations and how to engage the customers properly. Like, um, as a like someone in the tech space yourself, when you look at the entire fintech space and the way Nigerian government is trying to stifle its bullish, is there something that you see and you're like, okay, there's still more, like there's more to be done. So there's this um, statement that has been going around social media for like maybe the last couple of months, and it's very, very true. I mean, which is a statement of saying you can't innovate around um, incompetence or innovate around government trying, that are purposely trying to stifle your business. And the best examples, or the best example is Bukada and the fallout that came out during the Bukada ban. You know, there were uh-huh. discussions that would be. Bukada was being banned because some people close to the government had their own version of Bukada they wanted to put out there. 
And you know, there was a time started harassing Uber drivers and then boat drivers. And people yeah. felt like, oh, there's one that we saw the, uh, pictures of some particular eco cab or something like that. That some young people were with the government trying to like bring up that um, cab. So the truth is, we are in a very, very peculiar situation in Nigeria because there's actually a serious need to actually have this fintech um, company. We are a population of, at, at least as a last census, we are like estimated 200 million. And uh-huh. we still have quite a large number of unbanked citizens. So what that once the, the, the moment you have unbanked citizens, it means that you still have people who are so, so dependent on other people for their finance, for their capital. People who make money but cannot control how their money is being spent or how their money is being managed. So if you have that kind of that kind of environment, there's always room for innovation. That's how you see fintech. There's so many different kind of fintech uh, companies out there right now trying to scale up or trying to do, try to kind of um, create that gap. And as as the person you are talking to said, there's actually a lot of movement. There's so many things that need to be done. There are so many things that. Um, <clears throat> There's so many things that can be done. But as it stands now, as it stands now, there's room for more. That's that. It has just there's room for more. Because you, you just begin to look at it. You just have to look at the one that serves what you want. Because there are so many times where you have a particular niche and then you try to solve with one of the things that like, okay, I don't really have anyone that can solve this particular problem at this, at this point. So there's room for more. Bro, wow. you guys are saying there's room for more, there's for more. And at the back of my head, I'm like, <laughs> the government keeps coming from all of their heads and all that. <laughs> you think this guy wants so, so the the, the the answer I will give to that is that as 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 bleak, you know, and as hopeless as this government has been, the only um so the only thing Trump can just achieve is that this government is not going to last forever. So, so that's that's the only that's the only way to look at it. To be because to be honest, there's no sweet thing I can say that can make me. I cannot. There's no excuse or anything I can say that can you know make everything that's going on right now right. But the only hope is that there's a time when this government will not be there forever. And if you look back to the government before this government, even though they had their own shortfalls in other aspects of, of running the country, when it comes to economics, FDI, and things like that, they were more open to, you know, fresh ideas. They were more open to innovations. I was reading a particular piece where they said, before Ambassador came in, Abacha had already given visa licenses to the Shagun group. So, if if Obasanjo did not come in, what would have happened was that the, the Shaguri group would probably have had the GSM licenses that was not distributed to private industry. Imagine the advancements that happened in Nigeria between 2004 to now in the GSM space, from you know how we consume SIM data, from yeah. what we can do with SIM data. From what we can do with mobile calls, mobile operators, the competition that exists between them, driving different kinds of innovations at different points. Imagine just one company was holding the license. We'll be having serious problems with how you know we are, we are consuming those things now. 
So the fact that we already have open things in the fintech industry where people are innovating at different sites and it's private sector driven, the hope is that this government will come and go. Because this government is not it's not it's not a case of maybe fintech. They just don't understand anything. They don't understand anything. They close the border for put the border again and it's ah oh it's affecting it's affecting uh, what we are doing. They stop um finance from debiting Nigerians directly. Foolishly doing that, not forgetting that if Binance is debiting Nigerians directly, there is a dollar equivalent of the Binance part of that exchange between Binance and Nigerian banks. Because Binance is not as if Binance is generating Naira from somewhere. Binance has to pay whoever it is they are, like, that they are sending Naira to. So they stop that because they are trying to supposedly fight and increase their own FBI. Meanwhile, what they inadvertently did was they stopped, the finance came with P2P. With P2P, they even completely ignored the uh, CBN. Nobody talked to CBN. I can send to whoever I want to send. The person can send to me directly. So it's just a case of people don't, who don't understand how things work. And who are just making decisions based on archaic knowledge, archaic principles, or sometimes even direct interest in impoverishing people because obviously if you if you guys are having paid back that's worth 200 million dollars why would you want to collect five thousand trader money so if you guys have slaughter wave with a valuation of one billion that's employing maybe 200 people those 200 people are earning upwards of five hundred thousand naira they can afford mm-hmm. to take care of their families. They can mm-hmm. afford to take care of their blah, blah, blah. Pay for school, pay for this, pay for this. And then there's that trickle down effect to the economy. Why would we stand in the junction and, you know, come out and collect 55000 or 10000 The more impoverished the status, the more controlled the political class are. So I think it's just, it's a, it's a whole web of different things. So the truth is, mm-hmm. we need more. We need them to continue to innovate. And there's, there's enough space for them to try um Kule, yeah like it seems like we need more and stuff but at this rate if i'm not careful i, I know bullish is saying like the letter end of tunnel so far is this government will leave at some point but they have about two years or under two years at this point i'm beginning to, to think are these people not going to make things worse before that three years point gets there and they know even that uh before that they make things worse by the day like the way they keep intensifying it. And I think um, a few weeks ago, I said that um, APC and PDP are basically the same. And why that point still hold? I think the reason why many people can say is different that this this particular admission is like, is stifling the middle class. Like, there's the there's the working class, the lower class is poor on its own. That has always been poor during PDP's time, even now. But this now, they don't even want any middle class. They just want them and the rest of the people to be poor. Like any sort of um, innovation is not for you. And I think the, the problem is not even that uh, we shouldn't give them to private institution also or we shouldn't give that we should give it to private is who are we giving these things to? Because um the go the go was definitely like like a leeway for this for the current BRT state. And that one is even obvious like you could tell that it was serving you, and it's, it's some people that is controlling that it was serving, serving some people's needs. Like, like the old, when they said they want to give FRSC guns, like 
people are making money from that. And it is people in the government's pockets every time. Well, um, anyway, I'm sure they will be good at some point. Uh, I'm just going to stick with <laughs> for a while, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with for a while, yeah. Um, when the whole Castan Semenya incident started a few years back, I think two years ago or so, it was one of the most derogatory things I've ever heard. Like, a lady who has competed for so long, done well, done so many things, they have, she has won in at 800 meters olympic champion world champion she has lost at 1500 meters then the um, IWF came out and said you know what ah, you have higher testosterone level you cannot be allowed to compete what you're going to do is that is we're using drugs that will reduce your testosterone level to compete it didn't make any sense at the back of my mind i felt if she wasn't black if she was white all these things will not happen so now we have a, we now had an olympics where some athletes were denied the chance to compete in some sports because of their testosterone level. As if that wasn't bad enough. Like, yeah, I, I don't have any transphobia or anything. Like, I feel like we live in a world where you are free to do whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to identify as a man, fine. If you want to identify as a woman, fine. But don't suddenly say, oh, some people are not allowed to compete in some sport or they have to take certain drugs because of they were born naturally as women. Then suddenly say, oh, um, this person has transferred from a lead a guy to a lady is allowed to compete among ladies we had the incident in the ufc where um a lady smashed um the skull of another lady apparently the lady that smashed the skull of the other lady is trans she was once a, a, a man then she trans transferred or trans transitioned whatever, transitioned to a woman and completely smashed the skull like that's it shouldn't it shouldn't happen to me it should not compete so when you look at stuff like that, it looks like there's double standards. Oh, there's a standard for these, these people. Let's have transgender people compete among normal people. But African women who were born as women are not allowed to compete in certain sports because oh, they are so-called testosterone levels give them advantage. No one talks about Michael Phelps' um, ribs, which are biologically an advantage for him. No one talks about it. No one cares about that. Yeah, I think you you actually stumbled on the problem there. And the problem is is actually transphobia itself because many people have said it was when the when trans people were being attacked like a few months ago in Nigeria, they were like people were like every anytime the whole the issue of transphobia is is as much misogyny as it is racism. Because the prob the reason why people why people are like, Yeah, you are a man, you can't be is it's not just defining womanhood, it's also defining whiteness. Like I don't really have a problem with okay a man a man transitioning and playing, but that's not the problem. I think the problem is that they are aligning them because they are white, and the only reason why the, the likes of Kastasemi uh, and those Kenyan Kenyan and Ugandan women at the Olympics because they are black. Like because even though as in even if they as I said they are not even transit and most of this is brought up by the white athletes because uh, two years ago when um. Semeya won. Lizisa was like, so me, she's not a woman. No one. So, 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 meanwhile, Lizisa was finishing 12th. In the yes, race. she was finishing 12th. And she was complaining. And it's in that, as in like, it's, it's, it's as simple as it gets. Um, transphobia is, transphobia always leads to race. It's always, it was, it's born out of racism. And if, once, if you are black and you are competing in white spaces, because ultimately, Despite how progressive you say the world is, it is many people are still competing in white space. And if you are competing in white space, they're good, they're good, they will keep changing the rules for you. Because what is unfair is 
if you're saying that in the spirit of equality, there's a reason why um, my United men's team will play against Barcelona's women's team. It's not equal. There's no. There's nothing fair about that. That's not sports anymore. Then suddenly you are like, oh, because there's a transgender lady in the Canadian national team who suddenly, like, she was part of the gold medal team and she played and blah, 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 and she did well. Yeah, fine. It's all well and good. When you start letting stuff like that um, happen, Aki, what we are trying to tell people is that, oh, there, there's rules for black people. Like, there's rules for them. Let's give them their rules. Then there's rules for us. Like, everything just seems like it is cataclysmic. Like, there's no balance. Let's just do our own thing, then we'll control those people. Well, I mean, you guys have said it all. Just from what uh, uh, Kule said, I mean, what these guys are doing, what these authorities are doing, depletes in all forms and shapes racism. There's nothing to it. There's nothing more to it. I mean, you allowing a white uh, lady that has transitioned or a white guy that has transitioned to a lady to participate in a sport that requires that everyone or every athlete needs to be fair one way or the other. And when we are talking about being fair, we're talking about coming as you are, not coming as uh, you've been transformed or what. So I mean, it's it's really it's it's, it's turning the it's turning the sports to a joke, a complete joke, because because I mean, the UFC really one was so surprising. Like it was so surprising that she completely dismantled the opponent, like broke the skull, and I was like, this is not fair anymore. This is this is someone that was identified as a guy. A few years back, the sort doesn't identify as a guy anymore, as, as a lady. The strength is there, like it's stronger. But the thing is, I don't think it's the matter of the strength is there because even even the white people that compete, they are still they still take they still take hormone suppression stuff. Oh. I think the problem is the is racism towards black people itself. Like it has oh. always been towards the black people. Okay, itself. Kule, because, Kule, Kule, are you because, saying that? Are you saying that if 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 for instance, if uh, uh if if a if a black uh athlete, a black athlete that that used to be a man, if he was allowed to he or she, if he was allowed to transition into a woman and participate in the sport, it's all is all right, Abi. You think it is all right, but the authorities are not accepting that because they are racist. Oh, okay. Because they are racist. Because it's not even that those people were to take hormones, they will just kick out completely. Mm. Like mm. those Kenyan, they will just kick out. They were banned from participating completely, like because white because white women did not want it. Mm. That it was that simple. Anyway, um, it seems like racism is never going to leave the world. It's just a part of who we are. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. Like, okay, I don't get it. The idea behind, we know that Martin Scorsese is one of the greatest movie directors ever. Like all the Italian movies we've seen from how do I put it? Most of these Italian gangster stories we've seen. Scorsese has done a great job. But his disdain for superhero movies are annoying. It just seems like, oh, when people talk about superhero movies, it's always like, oh, it's trash. It's always trash. We, yeah, it shouldn't be classified as movies. Blah, blah, blah. And what have you. So I'm wondering, is it because these movies generate so much money? Because Scorsese can't say it comes up with these ideas of his head. Some of these Italian mafia stories are either told, are either true life stories, or they are written in books. So why is why is there so much hate coming from some people that, oh, superhero movies should not be classified as normal movies? I mean, it, 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 I, I want to speak like Pule here. I think it's racism too. <laughs> what's, what's, what's wrong with that? If, that? if that makes sense, honestly, because really, Honestly, you you have you have you have a genre that that speaks 
from reality that speaks true life story and you are against it you be you, you you're telling me you prefer a superhero movie that is just a figment of our of your imagination i mean it doesn't make sense true true to the two out there and i mean i don't know <laughs> am i seeing any other way because i mean italian gangster movies are always dope they are always dope right from hey, but it should be it should be about preference do you get well like, yes. Yeah, what I'm I think, okay. um, Scorsese's grab is that most superhero movies don't really have very good storytelling techniques. Because let's be honest, I like the I like the Marvel universe as well. I think until this year, with those series, they didn't really have good story to good storytelling. And until Endgame last year, they didn't have any emotional feel to it because it was mostly buzz and the commercial aspects. I, that's one of the reasons why. They don't really win awards. Yeah, like see, Oscars they, they're, they're not going to win those awards. Let's not deceive ourselves. They're not going to win those awards because at the end of the day, they're coming from a source material. They're coming from comics. When we're reading comics growing up, okay, for those that still read, because I still do read comics once in a while. When you read comics, you're not reading comics for the emotional buzz. You're reading comics because, oh, it makes you feel some kind of way. The action, this whatever it is that you get from it, the vibe that you get from it. So we've gotten to a world whereby technology has allowed this movie it's comics that we read to come into play you can say oh this is not for you like scorsese has made it like his personal mission at some point um someone jackson has to had to respond to him and be like you know not everyone not everybody is a super fan not everybody is freaked by the idea of making italian gangster movies too so this idea yeah, and, of one, and one, thing, one thing i don't really like with scorsese that I mean, honestly his movies are too long because i know there's no i don't want to sit down in cinema and watch something quiet for three hours it is no just no but, but, but if it's action if it's action part you don't go feel out now yeah but i think that's what i'm pro- and because the movies are obviously better and the stories are richer but it seems that uh, movies that are quiet calm they can't keep you they can't really intrigue you for three hours ah, but there's, there's, there's some places that the thing will load and the thing is and one of the, the weirdest the weirdest parts is that as much as as good as Corsese is itself, his movies are also the, the, uh, derivative. Because crime crime movies are they usually follow the same pattern, especially Italian crime movies. Because if you if you see the Irishman, like the Irishman, Goodfellas, if you see the Godfather, mm-hmm. if you see Donny Brasco, they are basic, they have the same templates. Much of them. See? See, they have the same template. Like Godfather, obviously, Godfather, Mario Puzo's Godfather, Mario Puzo's Last Dawn. They have like there's a particular source material from where they come from. So my my point here is, Cosessi needs to stop acting like oh, I'm a genius. Some of these movies that he creates are wait, 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 wait. Is Cosessi not a genius? I'm not saying he's not. Nobody said he's not a genius. No, that's not what they said. No, no, nobody said that. Nobody says he's a genius in his directing. Nobody says he's a genius in his producing, in his in his writing, in his whatever, whatever. So you are making you are, see you are forgetting name, that see, some of the, the movies name that. Says, the, see, Wally, Wally, the name says he's a genius name. Do you know that? Do you know that? Pronounce the name again, Wally. Pronounce the name again. I don't understand what you are talking here. No, do you know that? We understand. You understand. Wait, we understand what you are saying about okay. Preference should be about preference. People like. Superhero movies, people like um, Italian, you know, gangster movies. 
yes, you can say maybe he drank too much wine when he made that statement. But you don't need to now start going down to now start he has talking made about. It, see, he has made the statement more than one. He has made the statement more than twice. This, hey, I'm not people saying make that. multiple statements now. It, 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 can, it cannot be drinking. It cannot be drinking Godons every time. Mean that, now, I Oh, but I, I, that, I think I think we are missing something. We are not saying it doesn't have a point. It actually has a point in terms of that MC movies are not really what cinema is really for. Like in terms of how to, if I'm making a theme, you can't really you can't really put you can't really put See, the. I even caught him. I even caught him. Not even to um, argue the merit of what he's saying. You know, in terms of you know comparisons, what um, gangster or what uh, what should be in cinema or not. Where me, I'm cutting in is where while he's saying there is you want to you want to limit the genius of Martin Scorsese. Guy, don't. I'm limiting his genius. No, you ignore. It's not allowed. Wait, you're forgetting something. You yeah, might not I mean, allow no. it. You might not allow it. That's fine. Do you understand? That's fine if you don't allow it. But let's not forget that the Irishman is a true life story. Goodfellas is a true life story. Um, some some of these movies have a source material already. So, Scorsese is a genius when it comes to directing these movies. Yes, but Scorsese is not a genius in the terms that oh, I'm the one creating these stories. No, you are, you are accusing the comic books of oh, there's a comic, there's a big source material where they are going to come through the stories from. It's a source material for you too as well. So don't suddenly wake up and be like oh, what's good for the goose is not good for the Wally, There's one thing for yeah. See, with every second that we are living on this earth, a story is happening. So there's exactly. one thing for a story, there's one thing for a story to happen. There's another thing for someone to put that story in front of you in such a way that you feel like you were living the time when the story happened. It's I'm a, not it's not, you can't, there's no, there's no, I'm not, see, the other, the, that. the other, the other biopics that you watch and you just, you just feel like that. Exactly. I'm not, I'm never going to dispute that. I just told you right now that, yeah, so, when, in terms of so the fact that the true life story should not come in question when you are talking it's about it's, it's not nobody is questioning that. My point here is don't accuse superhero movies of saying because they have comics to go pick their storyline from, they, they shouldn't be classified as a particular thing, blah blah blah, what have you. You have your own source. Cosessi doesn't come up with most of these stories, these stories are there for him to direct. And we're not disputing that. Like whether 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 Someone is directing the true life story of um, Akin's romance with his women or not. The person still has to direct it properly. I think I think can tell the story from now to tomorrow when I be like, oh, when I ran Kudi, I ran Sherry, I ran Mufara, I ran all these things, blah, 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 blah what have you. <laughs> well, it, and after I did this, after I did this. <laughs> oh, but, but, but really, but, uh, really I, think, I think I I see his point. You know, after a while, like superhero movies, so they get mm-hmm. they, you can't. It's not something that you want to be watching in, in the cinema. I don't obviously, think. obviously not. Is that that as it is? Like it's just it's movies. See, if I like, my point is, if you have the greatest storylines, you still need the best director to bring it to life. No one, no one is going to dispute that. But don't suddenly come out and be like, "Oh no, they have a lot of storyline. That's why they are making money." Mm-mm. So, Laura, you pre- you prefer superhero movies to? Italian I don't. Movies. I don't. I'm not. So, give me a give me a My point. Give me a trigger. Last. No, 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 no. My my point here is my point here is bullish. You cannot say, you cannot be complaining that 
how do I put it? My United cannot be complaining that Man City are winning the big title too because they are buying players. When they are buying players too, do you get what I'm trying to say? You are buying players too and you are complaining that person no, is buying players. No, that's the wrong comparison because you cannot be using them Man United as Martin. No, it's not allowed. That's the wrong. <laughs> I'm just United is not winning. He's not winning. <laughs> Martin is winning. So you can't be comparing. You can't be comparing. Yeah, the, reason, the reason why I use United is that. Yeah, more yeah, the second, no, yeah, yeah, the second biggest time. spenders after Man City. Over uh, the last maybe you use PSG. Okay, maybe let's use PSG. Let's use PSG. Let's use PSG. Anyway, back to like the whole sports world. See, Bollish, if I was Pogba's agent, he's discussing a new contract, obviously. They're trying to keep him and everything. For every assist he makes, for every good performance that he makes, like the one he did on Saturday, I'll be going to remind the club that well, the money is going up, bro. The money is going to continue to go up. Because for I know Graham Sunes is going to Sunes. He's going to criticize Pogba and say, oh, four assists is, is nothing, blah, 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 in the game. Blah. But at this point, it seems from the, the performance from the Euros have extended into the next, into the new season and now, Pogba looks like he's going to call the shot of where his next club is going to be or where his next new contract is going to come from. So, there are two things that I even want to point out. So, number one, when I raised this uh, point to a Man United fan, the person told me to go and look at his assist from last season. And I checked, and apparently, Pogba had three assists in the league last season. So, uh-huh. Pogba in one game this season has already beat his assist record for the whole of last season. So, there is a case of consistency there. That's number one. So there is this discussion of okay, do you um, would you like to be, like we need to be consistent because we, they, people kind of have this notion they know that we can turn off turn off those world class performances, but they need him to do it not just one in five games or one in six games. They need to do it every Saturday. The way people like you know KDB, supposedly yeah, Fernando but, stuff like. Um, but is that one is still is also a flawed metric now because um Sunes was like um uh, this, uh, no 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 I'm not even talking about Sunes Sunes people say, uh, like he should be doing it every game now you think that no matter if uh, Pogba is playing against the, the ten best players of all time you can't do that every game you are a human being it is not possible it, it is not no, humanly no, possible so, for you to do, so I'm do not those so. Sunes Sunes is a is a is a hater that one is confirmed there's no even need to be bringing up Sonet's matter when it comes to Pogba. But what I mean is that you can't, for example, you can't have uh, four, four assists in one game. Then in the next 20 games, you have only two. Yes, yep. you can't, obviously, you're not going to have games where you do that every time, but they, it will be expected of you. That's that's what, that's what they mean by great players. You yeah, but the problem is, tomorrow they as, want great to as, the as great as you are, there's always, you need structure. It is impossible to work without structure because, on on Saturday, Saturday's game, I social found the perfect structure for Pogba. Like it was like a false winger. It was coming inside, so Luxo was overlapping. And maybe if you say a month from now, now when Rashford comes back, Rashford will go to that position. Then you have to throw Pogba somewhere else. Suddenly the whole system has changed again. And, and we are like, why is Pogba not doing this? Because because he's not in the position where he can do that. So he's not always in that position where he can. Because uh, since since twenty seven I joined United, he has played. Defensive midfield, attacking midfield, central midfield, and they haven't really found. They are probably forced to put him in. Well, well, I understand um, what you're saying, and 
But the second, the second part of my point I wanted to raise is that every, every, every professional in whatever sport always like to have that feeling of I'm at this point where I can sit down, take a deep breath, and make a decision for myself. Like I can think about my decision. I don't have to rush. I don't have to because we just assume that because uh, they're paying them outrageous amount of money, they should be okay, they should be fine with everything. Sometimes that little one month where they are free and they, are, they can do anything they want with their career, they can resign, they can move, they can stay. I think sometimes some of them just want to experience that moment of freedom. So he has earned the right, as with the caliber of player is, to actually dictate what should happen in the next, um, you know, the next season. I just, so I just hope you don't go and say this outside to my United fans. They already some 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 probably just eat you up. What's my team? Most of my United fans, I I always say it's good now, so they shouldn't be complaining. Then like I don't get it. You guys say you should go most times. They are like, oh, he's a he's a hitter for not signing a new contract. He's not committed to the club for not signing a new contract. I'm away from there. See, ah man, Akin. Even for the fact that um. You are in Fireview now in North Carolina. Last week Friday we were supposed to be somewhere. <laughs> and that Friday where I was somewhere, I was like, oh, when I saw it, I was like, ah, ah. Asthma brands for the opening day. I was like, okay, normal level. These things happen. Like, normal thing. Like, ah, normal. Then I, I saw notification like, ah, brand for one zero. I'm like, normal. Asthma goes. Score three, three, one. So imagine my surprise when I received notification and I saw brand for two zero. End of season. Like end of the match, and I'm wondering, is it that you guys come up with stuff like this to say, okay, they can shock one back on, or ask you guys how much is good enough? You see, eh, honestly, I'm as uh, confused as any other person. That match, honestly, <laughs> I, I was able to just watch the first half. Then, from the first time, I, I made up my mind, like, come, I don't think we can win this match. Because, I mean, it was like repetition of what we did last season. There was nothing new. There was nothing to look forward to. And the players that he fielded to that pitch were... I don't know, wait, wait like, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you there when you said there was nothing new. Are you saying that, like, tactically, in terms of style of play, Atleta did not bring anything new? It's nothing... See, there's been... There's been okay, like, okay, you would think, okay, probably one of the reasons why we had the buses last season was that, oh... Those guys are they are still getting used to the system of play or the way he play he wants them to play. But mm-hmm. to this, I mean, back to that this this our first match, it was still the same. Oh, play from the uh, from the wings and hope to like cross the ball. They were they were like it was just so blind. It was like the same. Nothing has changed. So it's looking like this is what we are going to be playing for the whole of this season. Like so, hoping to use the wings more. And not even go through the center. And yeah, I mean, you, you say you've worked on all this during the seasons. Oh, you've had time that oh, the reason that you guys couldn't oh, perfect your game last is because there was no precision game. But now you make use of the precision to come up with new activities. But it's now looking like it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. Wait, oh, see, I, mean, I know Ateta is the master of non-negotiable because when he's talking in this press conference, he's always talking about such like oh. Commitment is non-negotiable. This is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Is his future non-negotiable at the club? Ah, well, honestly, eh? I don't. I, I don't know what what's happening at that club. Like it's, it looks as if they 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 know 
I don't really understand what, what to do. Honestly, I shouldn't be answering all these questions because it's, it's really annoying at this stage. I know you don't want to answer it, but you should not to answer The club has no direction. We can't, we can't really point out that, oh, this is one transfer that they've made that is very outstanding. Like, we don't you don't like the sign of Odegaard? Bro, honestly, I still, for today, I don't see the contribution that, that guy brings to the ATT team. There's uh, a reason... Honestly, that was that's like your honestly last year like your most creative player from January no, last season. Most see, he, he, uh, uh, look, yeah, he's creative in his own way. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe if you take him to a team like Aston Villa, uh, okay, you give them that kind of assist and all that. But for a team, for a, for, for a team like Arsenal, I mean, we, we call, okay, dating back to the kind of things that we've, we've actually recruited in the past. Odegaard doesn't fit that profile. Oh, wait, wait. I can wait first. Actually, let me ask you this. When you say, like, would you have preferred... Like, I know last summer, Arsenal wanted Osama Wa. Yes, his performances dropped last season and what have you, but I still feel there's a very good player in there. Would you have preferred if Arsenal diverted, like, the funds for Odegaard into a player like Awa? Honestly, I don't mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really, I don't mind. I mean... You guys, you know, see the way, the, see the way this thing works. All the, the, the thing is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Please, Polish, let's actually go. Let's actually go, please. I can please go on. Alright, but like if I mean our our recommend this to the question in the sense that oh last season when you were trying to get the like of our Kusemawa, for I mean, and um, the, the, the they said we have to meet with uh, we have to meet uh, the transfer fee of about fifty or sixty million now. Now, now back to this year, what has changed? You have you still have been on the market for even less than what you paid for all the guys. Yeah, what, but what has changed since then? Like so, like she drop uh, for me a drop going. In. I don't understand. Yeah, but our play for Arsenal. I don't think he has actually been in any team before before he came to Arsenal. So <laughs> about four. Exactly. If you're talking about four, if you're talking about four, you, you, you're complaining that his form has dropped. Eh? This is but it doesn't it doesn't remove the fact that he still starts for a team like Leon. Okay. Yeah, but um, logic is my logic no shape yeah, but wait, I think I'm missing a few points here, honestly. Because what's the point? First of all. Uh, our and Odegaard are not are not really they're not really the same kind of player because yes yes our yes. is more is more central midfielder is more than Odegaard actually because it no, doesn't really it doesn't serious. really impact yes honestly it doesn't really impact AMF now attacking so he moves the ball yeah, wait, but wait, really... wait 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 I have a I have a Rhetoric to what you're saying. Awa is, is not an attacking, attacking midfielder. Odegaard is an attacking midfielder. Awa is more of a central midfielder, but he's more fleet footed, moves with the ball, passes the ball better, and what have you. Yes. But, but the thing is, if if Arsenal are saying Emus Mitro is their number 10, like, okay, is our number 10, like, we're going to hand the reins of 
the attacking midfield to Emrys Petro. Don't you think, okay, maybe you buy an award to complement the skills of party? Like, okay, so maybe someone that is in central midfield to complement them to make the team more balanced. Why bring in Odegaard for 30 odd million when you have given the range to Emrys Petro in that number 10 role again? How many number 10s do you suddenly need? Yeah, but the thing is, um, Metro is a flexible player. He can actually drift um, to the flanks. And on Friday, he was basically the only player doing anything. I'm not really, I'm not really defending Arsenal's recruitment because Odegaard signing makes sense. But the recruitment of Arsenal is actually, it's not even the recruitment, the planning. Because um, in the Euros, everybody was like, oh, Shaka is going to leave, Shaka is going to leave, mm-hmm. and Roma are going to get him. Two years ago, Arsenal gave him a new contract. Like, as you can see that there is no real sense of planning there. And I think we're at a point whereby Arsenal, the club, are like the, the, the planning is bad. And while Ateta is not the problem, it's not a solution to anything at this point. Because oh. Arsenal's game plan is Arsenal's game plan is player from the back and pass. And if you are playing if you are doing player from the back and pass, you, uh, if you're not good at it, you have to keep doing it to get good at it. But oh. the problem is that but the problem is that if you're not good at it, teams will punish you. And we, get, will, we are getting punished already. You don't and, get honestly. Um, <laughs> um, um Bresto, is it my the Bretton man that Wait, Frank no, was like, no, 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 this is not about time. This is like, leave me alone. I was was like, he said after the game, was like, yes, now we're supposed to win this game because as not we can see clear from the beginning, like you, I. If you are going to spend 15 million on Ben White, we don't have Ben White's best qualities is a distribution and reading in the game. Not marking, then, yeah. Then, then why don't you sign someone else that would be good with marking or something like at least exactly. someone that understands that, okay, with well, this long throw, we have to clear it out. Sim- mm-hmm. as, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Aki, I have one more question for you before Bullish comes in. Ah. Like, at this point, Conte is available. Would you sack Ateta and bring in Conte? Yeah, but does Conte want to go manage us nine first place? That's the thing. You don't get. She, she, I want to what God said. She, what do I make? Go Kale. She, I want to go. What you say? See, it has to be mutual. It has to be a mutual. Why you just spend how much this uh, transfer window now? What are you talking? We thought we decide. If you sign, if you complete, if you sign Odegaard and um. Uh, what's his name? Ramsdale. Ramsdale, that would be like you would have moved. You would have moved above one thirty million in terms of spending. Bro, 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 and I don't bro. be. I, I this spending is, team now. This our this this, this see. If you, let me tell you something funny. Before every transfer market opens, we the fans always have this oh mindset of oh the kind of budget that Arsenal will, will, will spend in in a transfer. See, this goes to show you the the, the, the amount you have now. We have that that uh, Ramsdale has given only the amount goes to show you that. Nobody, they didn't plan that they were going to spend this amount. I, I can assure you for a fact. No one planned it. It was after they've seen the situation, but oh, this thing has gotten to where it is. Let's start spending. All this, I, I call them panic, but honestly, will make sense more. Because we are just buying, we are not buying the quality. We're just buying for money. Um, please, one more question to Martin. Mention like players. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, I'm even trying to be serious now. Mention two players uh, that if you guys have signed, you probably have made you feel better about this transfer. Okay, see, I'm not so particular about. Uh, oh, uh, uh, how do I put this? Okay, now I'm, I'm more of like, oh, does this person have the length of football? Like that's why I actually prefer Usem Howard to 
and Odegaard. See, Odegaard don't, doesn't give me this assurance that oh, he really wants to, he really wants to play, he really wants to play football, he wants to play for my club, he wants to like die for my. You get that kind of. That's the, we see. That's where I want. To, every Arsenal player that we have now. Um, every um, Arsenal player, every Arsenal player that we have now, eh, they play, they play with the, this mindset that they don't, they don't belong to the club. Like that's that's good thing, That's good thing. Um, I can. Anyway, anyways, say something now. Like, Kule, please, I have to come in. Please, I have to I think because I don't have to add one more. Please, Yes, now, I can say, I can say, um, once sign quality players, I think one, one thing that's now, Aston fans are um, misplacing that they're at the point whereby they can't really get, they, they're, they're not the number one option for no, any no, top, no, top player no, now. But, but, no, 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 they can actually afford those players if they want to. No, it's not about affording. It's about, about getting those players to come. Okay, let 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 can I come? Salary, salary, no It's not even salary. Yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Again, larger, again, larger. So, Kule, I think it's a coaching thing. What I mean by coaching thing is that there's a caliber of coach you have in your club that you attract some talent because you have this level of confidence in the coach that okay, if this manager is there. This manager has maybe like a reputation or like some sort of pedigree that okay, this manager is not, is not just going to be there and be mediocre. So he wants to do something. Yes, he wants to take up like, where they that's need part to get. Of, that's part so of that will attract actually. some better players. You know, that's part than of what I'm saying actually. Because what they, are, what they are trying because if you see, there was a time United was trying to get Thiago, Transtiger, trying to get a lot of people, but it was as if no one was willing to come. So it, it happens like that. That's the you know, I think that's part of what I'm saying because Asna, 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 the club, the man, they can't really attract the best, uh, they can't really beat other teams with best players. But the players that get it now is that it's the players that other teams are not interested in, honestly, exactly. or other teams want to let go. Because, no, no, if if said Martina came out, came in, or Liverpool came for they got it's not going to go to Asna. I don't, it does not matter what he has done before, he's not going to go. Or if uh, Chelsea came for Ben White, he was not going to leave. I have a solution for that problem. You know, there's a particular Champions League winner who is roaming the streets of Barcelona looking for <laughs> a place to call him home. And you know, the, the interesting thing about this signing is that he has proven himself in the Premier League. He told us he's looking for set up points for a team. Wait, let me learn this. I have the floor, Aki. Comrade, I have the floor. Yes. <laughs> I want to watch with the oh fashion me. Oh, oh, bro, what's the best one? What's your decision? This is no jokes at all, though, and this is not me talking out of desperation or anything. If 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 they had if they had one way or the other find a way around Cotino, bring it Cotino to us now, I swear I would have actually supported him. You know me, I do. Who wants to who wants to pay Cotino's wages? That's no, no, yeah, you, maybe, if you, 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 you cannot be doing this like inside dungeon. You sleep there, you die there. If you want to come out of dungeon, 
you do gragra, you find rope, you find this one. You like you be doing things, you tie multiple rope together, you use stone, call touch the rope, you throw it over the dungeon and start climbing out. If you say because uh, you're in dungeon, you are not saying it, uh, you are climbing small, small, you did it. Yeah, but rope, you know? bolis, bolis, using that analogy again. If you're in the dungeon, you can't call someone that is someone that is outside. Like join friend, like oh yeah, please come and join us in London. I come and push us out. I'm him is already outside now. He's not going to come here. Come there and do what? No. So anyway. the why is unique is that he's not get. He has not at least he's moved to Barcelona. Everybody knows he's not a success in whatever metrics. Maybe because of injury, because of position he was playing, or so whatever. But if he comes to Arsenal, he will automatically be the best player in that front line. Yeah, but this is. <laughs> No, wait, 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 wait. You, you automatically be the best player in that fourth line, creating. Then all those obey my hand, all those speed that he has will not be wasting again. It was just all that is not stupid now. The only reason why maybe like Kutu hasn't really left is that the kind of window we are in, uh, COVID restriction and COVID has really, you know that, okay, a year from now, things would have changed. And, and honestly, there will be better clubs nowadays. Hey, Kutu does not want to play. He's not going to go and play see. for us now. Eh, uh, I can go and email your people. Loan is available. You can come and loan. Anyway, and um, you get one, buy one, get one. one. If you loan it, we'll loan you in Titi to Pierre Ben White. You know, Titi is <laughs> You know, you need marking. You already have skillful defender. You need marking defender. So we have to work on Vina. We have to work on Vina in somewhere in Titi. Bolish, I just say you are desperate, sir. Ah, please. Anyway, that will collect. Don't worry, like Bolish said, you guys will win this weekend and next week. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about good news and stuff like that. So, Bolish, don't fall for um, You guys are not going to win this. Don't fall for anything. You're not going to win, for, uh, win this weekend. It's not possible. <laughs> you cannot, you cannot anyway. outcode any team at the, in the Premier League right now with that squad. So, before we call it a night. Let's just um, breeze through this year. This year starts um, on Saturday, obviously. Um, the champions Inter probably lost everybody, and they, at this rate, they might as well lose more. So it's safe to say they probably have no chance of defending the the, the league title. Conte is gone, Lukaku is gone, Akimi is gone. Like those were important cogs of what they were able to achieve last year. Now, when you look at what Juventus have done, obviously it's, it's not much, but. Um, Locatelli comes in to solve the midfield problem. Milan are still rebuilding. Atalanta has uh, Atalanta, they're going to be competitive for you guys for them to win. Napoli are a club in rebuilding as well. Like, they have a new manager, Lucian Spalletti is there. Lazio with Mauricio Sari might not be able to pull up any trees, but you expect them to throw in a spanner here and there with Immobile, Pedro, and Joaquin Correa, and like Then you go to Roma. Who obviously decided they wanted to rebuild but chose the wrong manager to rebuild in my own opinion. Because you're not you don't rebuild with Mourinho, you win with Mourinho. So everything is pointing to the fact that it's Juventus title to lose or maybe a new winner this year. I think it's, it's definitely Juventus title to, to the signings is that the past two seasons they went for Sari, they went for Pillow, those experiments healed. And they have basically reverted to what's familiar now. Don't give us philosophy. Don't give us winners in League Allegri and go back to Boo. Um, and get us in uh, further in the Champions League. And on the... Uh, I think the, the team that was challenging the most, I think in terms of completeness and not losing key players, I have to say, it's just like Napoli. Because last season, they underperformed. And they lost Osimhen for much of the season. 
As you only started 16 games and, and still scored 10 goals. So, I think if it's fitter, that will definitely work for him. And on the problem of um, Morio, I, I think I said it a year ago that um, football still remains addicted to and addicted and obsessed with Morio because there's this belief that at some point, if, if Morio gets it right for us, it will probably work. It will probably work like. I, again, I'm saying is I want to see what is on his CV. I mean, what is it in his PowerPoint presentations when he's when he's doing interviews? So like, what is he telling this man? These teams. Anyway, the allure uh, of Murillo still works. Anyway, the allure for them has increased. Their fan base, their reach on social media has increased. You go to YouTube now, you see every Roma video, every AS Roma video you can find. So regardless of whether they win or not, I'm sure they're probably happy with that. Um, yeah, I'm but it's not, a good, uh, it's not a good planner because. Uh, precision against Betis, they had three players sent off. There was a brawl, Murillo to go sent off. It was in precision, and so and Murillo is already in his third season. He's, he's already doing his third season things, and he has not started his <laughs> It's safe to say Kuli has chopped mm-hmm. his knife for Murillo. Even with and I'm, I'm definitely waiting for this season. Wow, <laughs> so, um, I'm afraid that's all we can take for, for this week, like this night. The Spanish La Liga is in full flow. Barcelona and Bolish don't miss Messi. They were able to dispatch Sociedad with relative ease. Who needs Messi when you have Memphis, I guess? I'm Brad Lord Brown. Bradwitt, the greatest striker <laughs> in the world. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um, on the break, do not be struggling. Uh, um, Bolish leave Akin alone, please. Just leave Akin alone. The Russian break it. They will not be struggling like that. Hey guys, break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Remedy the way you guys are considering goals. It's not even the goals. It's the depth. You see the depth is because they're into more depth, and um um and basically um Basa like. I, I still don't understand why this, why big clubs are not really looking at this because Barca want to offload Coutinho Griezmann. If I was up, I was just good at okay. You want to sell players a bit? We don't want Coutinho. Give us Antofati for forty million. We don't have any choice. No. So you're going to be. <laughs> you you please forty million and buy a gun and bomb. I come and bomb and I come and kill. Or give us give us. Antofati is used to us is three fifty million now. It's more it's worth more than Neymar. So if you want him, come and pay three fifty million. If if somebody offers fifteen million, I think Baka because Baka are very broke yeah, at this point. Ansvati is on Ansvati, Pedri, mm-hmm. and uh, what's name of this uh, young star at the back? Arago. Those three, they are not going anywhere. All right. 